When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. The Dodfather joins us in 40 minutes. We talk coming to you live. College football with him. We got the Red River rivalry coming up. We got Miami against Clemson tonight. We got some big-time college football. Who's it more important for, Lincoln Riley or Tom Herman? It has to be Tom Herman. has to be Tom Herman. Oklahoma, for as much pressure as, as the job at Oklahoma is, they give coaches a lot of time. You get a lot of time there. Texas, they will run you out of there on a rail. Also want to see how the SEC fares today, looking at Tennessee, looking at a couple other places, liking what I'm seeing so far. 855-2124-CBS. Pierre, do I sound nasally today? Uh, a little bit. I broke my own rule last night. I say I, I never drink whiskey on Fridays because it oh. makes me nasally in the morning. And I broke my own rule. I had whiskey, whiskey last night. Whiskey for I, well, Ken Carmen list. I had, I had my whiskey, which everybody goes, no, you don't. No, you, you can't drink that gruel. You have to drink good stuff. I'm starting, man, I got, I got some snobbery going on in my neighborhood about that. If I can just get something off my chest here. I got some snobbery going on in my neighborhood. And I just, you know, I don't like it. You know, when you see me and I'm having a drink, you probably know, because I, I am who I am, and I like things pretty simple. And I don't like to buy, I just feel guilty if I buy expensive bottles of booze. And I don't, I just don't, I can't bring myself to do it. Every now and then I treat myself with a $23 bottle, might be 24 now, of Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Because a couple years ago, I don't know if anybody else noticed, like a decade, like not even ten, a couple years ago, like a decade ago, they jacked the prices up on that like crazy. Well, well wait a minute. You used to be able to get in and out of here 17 bucks. What the hell's going on over here? And so now I treat myself with regular Jack Daniels Black. Good stuff. Listen to you. Good stuff. What, do you drink whiskey? What do you have? I like the Jack Daniels. Okay. What else do you like? Jack Daniels. That's it? That's all you have? <laughs> it's just Jack Daniels? Pretty simple. But usually I have uh, Black Velvet or, or Old Crow. Those are my two standbys. Do you, uh, like, do you smoke a cigar with your whiskey? Uh, Once a week during the good weather. All right. So I don't smoke inside. Cheap whiskey. So that means cheap cigar, right? Basically, yeah. So Philly? <laughs> Here, no. <laughs> Come on. Backwoods? Optimo, Touchmasters, White Owl. I mean, I've had them all, but I don't smoke those, no. Sorry. Usually a quorum, or uh, if, again, I like to treat myself, I do like a punch. Punch is very, very good. 
Perdomo's good. I actually like the Perdomo Maduro, if, if I can, if I can say so myself. There, Pierno, I got that going for me. So every now and then, yeah, if I treat myself with 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 a better cigar than usual, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Yes, there's gonna be more drinking Maduro. going on tonight. So wait, you have the house to your you and your wife. Yeah, we're going to dinner though. You're going to dinner. Yeah, and the dinner is. The place where we're going, it's about 40 minutes away, so it's going to be a bit of a hike. And last time on the way home, she fell asleep. So wait, you're dropping the kids off, then you're going out to dinner, just you two? No, Liz is dropping the kids off today, right now. She's oh. in Youngstown. And then, I, nobody cares? Why am I, why am I telling you this? Do, do people really care? I don't think anybody cares, do they? What are you trying to get to, Pierno? What are you trying to say? Well, you and your wife are going to be alone tonight, I guess, right then? That's the case? Yeah. Okay. What are you trying to infer that, that that's what married people are going to do? I'm just curious what you might be or up to. What your plans to are for this evening with no kids in the house. Well, it is my wife. I can, you know, as long as she's okay with the idea, I think I can do with my wife what we want to do together. Is that not true? Has it been a while? No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious. Well, look at you just diving into our bedroom, aren't you? Ah, she had a hurt tummy. <laughs> been a few days. Been a few days. Boy, I'm sharing way too much information, aren't I? Get to the top five <laughs> subjects, you bastard, because I got to get back to these quarterbacks and being gunshot. Well, it's Go October, ahead. so I want to keep up with the Halloween theme. Last week we did uh, top five Halloween movies, horror slash th- thrillers. So we we'll gonna... continue with the trend here okay. this week. Top five worst, worst Halloween treats, the worst. The worst. The worst Halloween treats. Oh, man. Can I count pennies? Yes. You can? Because you can't eat You can. Pennies. No, well, I was going to get to that, but it just it, it could be other things besides just candy. Okay. The trick-or-treat right. items that you do not want in your bag or bucket. The oh worst. The worst items. See, people are, all right, fine, 855-2124-CBS, because people are going to start thinking about these type of things, and I'm going to end up missing out on some great ideas on that. Okay, fine. That's a good one, Pierre. I thought you were going to ask me top five favorite Yankees pitchers ever. <laughs> or possibly, uh, possibly uh, you know, top five rock bands of all time. I don't know. I, I don't know. In, in honor of Eddie Van Halen, top five guitarists of all time. But that's a very good top five right there. All right, so top five that's coming up at 11.20 a.m. Eastern. Top five worst Halloween treats as we continue into the month of October. I was watching Carson Wentz, and I found myself, America, defending Carson Wentz this week. Lane Johnson's hurt. From what I can see here, they basically have a new offensive line. And Carson Wentz has been taking heat. He's our new whipping boy. And we've decided in the media to go and aim after Carson Wentz. You got Nick Foles over there in Chicago, and it might be ugly, but they're still winning a football game, and they're still 4-1. and one. So for all you guys, real quick, non-sequitur, for all you guys who, who want to say your record is what your record is, then I give you the Chicago Bears. You can't have it two ways. You either say your record is what your record is, and 4-1 and one is 4-1, and one, and that's a playoff team. If the playoffs started today, they're a playoff team, or you can say that they're totally – you can't do it both ways. And the Bill Parcells, your record is what your record is, well, in our world it kind of isn't. Because I'm not seeing it. Well, Jimmy Graham was exceptional, but I'm not seeing anything really good on offense right there. They made Tom Brady the old man. Forget it was fourth down, no matter what he wants to say. I'm going to give credit where it's due. That's a quick non sequitur there. Back to the nature at hand. People are complaining about Nick Foles being over in Chicago now, maybe Philadelphia. Maybe it's time to bring in Jalen Hurts. Maybe it's time to go in another direction. And Carson Wentz goes out there. And when they featured, even on NBC, 
when they put their superstars up there and show them side by side and have their two superstars where they do and they do the promos of the games, it was not Carson Wentz. They got Nick Mullins up there. And it just a, a complete and utter disrespect. God, Lane Kiffin looks terrible lately. And a complete and utter disrespect. I found myself defending Carson Wentz this week. To watch his offensive line not be able to be kept together. Jason Peters is hurt. Lane Johnson has hurt himself. Andre Dillard has hurt himself. You're just thinking of guys right off the top of your head. And an Eagles fan could tell me more. I got to give some credit for a guy who's still willing to do what it takes to get into the end zone. Because Carson Wentz, and he may be very well made of glass or fine china, or he may be at precious moments figurines to a lot of people out there. But Carson Wentz is willing to put himself at great personal risk to try to win a football game for his football team. I still think that's leadership. I still think that's worth it. You can give me anything you want to about back channels and all the other slop that was said before, but I, I got to find myself defending Carson Wentz. And if the Eagles can can weather this storm, you have a Dallas team that is underperforming. If the Eagles can weather this storm, I will definitely take the Eagles over the Cowboys. In that division, which is garbage, I will definitely take the Eagles over the Cowboys organizationally with the quarterback, and I love Dak Prescott. You know how I feel about him, and I don't think it's his fault. I will put that organization over them just because of the organizations, and I'll put Philly in the lead. And I'll give Philly that chance. I defend Carson Wentz right now. What I'm watching is a guy who will play, and at times, to his own demise, with reckless abandon to try to get his team over. Because when I find myself defending Carson Wentz, there was another couple of plays that I started seeing. Where Carson Wentz has been taking a pounding, he's had the offensive line injuries, and some people have said that Carson Wentz developed the yips this year. And I think that's been happening with other quarterbacks. I, that's why I'm afraid, and that's why I, I, I kicked around an idea about Joe Burrow last week that everybody hated. Where I said, hey, if you find yourself out of the playoff hunt by the time December rolls around, you want him ready for 2021. You already know he can make all the throws. You already know that he's tough. I think Mike Brown ought to kick around the idea. Everybody hates Mike Brown anyway, so you might as well kick around the idea of, well, maybe we should get him ready for 2021. Let somebody else go out there and take that beating. Is it Brandon Allen who's his backup? Go ahead and let Brandon Allen go out there and take it. Because Joe Burrow, the, the hit I saw with him and Derek Barnett, I haven't seen that since Total Impact in the 1990s. That was old Greg Lloyd, Mike Tomzak type of stuff. That head is still bobbling. And Joe Burrow standing in there, and he is taking shot after shot after shot. Credit where it's due. And I'm trying to give Carson Wentz as much credit, and people are saying he's got the yips. And when you watch two other quarterbacks over this last, I'll, tell, I'll say 12 months, where they hear footsteps and they're seeing ghosts both in Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, I wonder why. Leadership is a big deal. Adam Gase is a terrible head coach. Freddie Kitchens was a disastrous head coach. I'm already looking for greener pastures for Sam Darnold. I'm hoping that Kevin Stefanski can dig Baker Mayfield out of the trench that he was in. And, and game by game, it's, it's hopefully coming around for them, but it's still very early. But Wentz, Darnold, Mayfield, and wherever you're at, you probably can name your own quarterback in some way. They hear footsteps. They quote-unquote see the ghost. Yet Sam Darnold, 
basically sack himself two Thursdays ago. And I wonder why. And I think it goes back to what I was thinking about when I saw the Joe Burrow and Derek Barnett hit a couple of weeks ago. Where if you go back to the 90s, I said I haven't seen a hit like that in the 90s, since the 90s. Elway, Marino, Kelly, those guys, we think of those, they're greats, they're Hall of Famers, they stood there, they delivered, they took hits. There was also guys like O'Donnell and Scott Mitchell and Mike Tomczak, who are not all-time greats. Vinny Testaverde, guys who were who could be good at times but were journeymen. And some guys who would start but were mostly backups. When you went out there in the 90s, and you had good offensive lines. You had really good offensive lines in the 90s. Some great offensive lines in history were in the 1990s. Those quarterbacks still went out there knowing that no matter what they do, no matter how good they are, they are going to get their teeth beat out of their face at least four times a game. That no matter what was going to go down that afternoon, if they ran it up 35-3, if they ran it up 42-7, or they were in a in a shootout with the guy across the way, that they were going to get damn near decapitated four or five times a game, and that was the game. And it made those guys in Elway, Marino, Kelly, O'Donnell, Mitchell, Mike Tomczak, all those guys I just mentioned, Testaverde, any guy you can think of in the 90s, throw Danny Cannell in there if you really want to. They didn't hear footsteps. They stood and they delivered. Hey, they have serious problems afterwards, and probably the league's better for it, but I, I see quarterbacks now hearing footsteps, getting the yips, and I wonder if it's because of the league protection rules. I can't go back on this now. I can't not promote player safety. I can't let my quarterbacks, the stars of the league, take these types of hits. I know what we all saw on the other night against Kansas City with, with New England and Kansas City was absolutely ridiculous. And I don't think that any other quarterback right now in the league gets that call that Patrick Mahomes got on Monday night. I don't believe anybody else does. Maybe, I don't know. I don't even think Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anybody else does. It's better to protect your stars, to protect your quarterbacks for the good of fantasy football, for the good of fandom, for the good of everybody. It is a better idea. I get that. And I can't go back to the 1990s and say, go right on ahead. Take Russell Wilson's head right off. I can't do that. That's not responsible. But I do believe that this is the side effect of protecting a quarterback because I don't believe I have seen quarterbacks like this where they get nervous, they get scared, they don't trust their offensive lines, they get the quote-unquote yips because defenses are coming after them. There was a thicker, rugged, leathery skin developed by quarterbacks to play that position in the 90s and and before that. And we thought the quarterbacks in the 90s were overprotected. This, anytime you sneeze at him, there's a flag. And every now and then, there's still going to be a guy who gets walloped and they can't throw a flag because it happened clean. And if it happens that many times a game, you're going to see more and more nervous quarterbacks. Because I don't think, especially this year, when nobody was lining up before the season to go after each other, you may see more of these younger guys be a little bit more gun-shy because of the protective rules. Just an observation. 855-2124-CBS. Dennis Dodd joins us at 1140 a.m. Eastern. Up next, top five worst Halloween trick-or-treat treats. Is that right there, Hick or Pierno? That's fantastic. Top five worst Worst Halloween treats.
Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That number brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. Visit geico.com. Get an extra 15% credit on top of what you could already save on RV, motorcycle insurance, car insurance, the whole shebang. Visit geico.com as soon as you can. The Dodd Father, Dennis Dodd, joins us at 1140 a.m. Eastern. Also at 1 p.m. Eastern, we got... Dead or Alive 2020, and I think at high noon, people are going to get off their political takes, and I can't stop them from doing it. But I got another reason why I think that ratings are tanking in across sports, because it's not just – I know everybody wants to bang, bag on the NFL. It's it's golf. The NFL's taking a bit of a hit. The U.S. Open took a hit. Uh, baseball has taken a hit. Hockey has taken a hit, and I think I know why coming up at high noon Eastern. 855-2124-CBS. Are we ready there, Pierno? We are ready to rock and roll. Top five Halloween treats by Anthony Pierno. The worst Halloween treats. Oh, worst Halloween treats. Top five worst Halloween the treats. The trick-or-treat items you. you do not want in your bag or your bucket. A paternity suit. That's one. Number Sorry. five for me, those mini sun uh, sun-made natural California raisins. First off, it's supposed to be healthy. I know it's supposed to be like a healthy alternative, but there's 25 grams of sugar in that little box. So Really? Yeah. So raisins aren't exactly this low-calorie, low-sugar treat. So you should just be pop sitting back and popping boxes of raisins in your mouth. I don't mean, so, I don't mean to cut you off. And, of course, that's number five. Well, that's number five when we go for we yeah. go to ascending order. I just got a tweet here from Stephen Haas. He, he tweeted at you and he said toothbrushes. People are giving out toothbrushes on Halloween. Oh, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. So, again, raisins, no go. If you're going to give me raisins for Halloween, they better be covered in milk chocolate. Raisinets are the only kind of raisins I want to be getting on Halloween. All right, so number four. You had mentioned this already, coins. On multiple occasions when I was younger... I was given penny rolls, usually two, so obviously that equals a dollar. I mean, at that point, just hand out the dollar, please. I mean, if you're a little kid, <laughs> what are you supposed to do with all that friggin' change? First off, it's a pain in the butt to carry. Second, you go to a vending machine. I mean, what's like the cheapest item in there? I don't know. Gum, crackers, what's that, like 75 cents? So how long is it going to take You're basically to just, stay there yes. and to stick 75 pennies into yes. the damn machine? Yes. You're and basically you go, giving somebody else a chore. And then if, what yeah, you're exactly. Doing. And then if you go to the convenience store, they're going to look at you. They're going to be pissed at you when you try to hand them all those coins. So listen, if you're going to hand out money, all right, just get out the dollar bill all right, instead of uh, the penny rolls, which I received on oh, I, multiple occasions. I am, uh, I am even worse I'm even worse with that, with my theory about that coming up a little bit later on. Go ahead. All go right, ahead, number go ahead. three, you're going to get to some candy now. The candy buttons. These things are so stupid, so annoying. Buttons. These tiny pieces of sugar attached to friggin' paper, they take way too much work to receive this, like, little drop of candy. And I feel like you can't even tell the flavor they are anyways, so there's barely any oh sugar in them. God. But they're glued to a piece of paper. Oh, come on. Which That's is, just it's drugs. It's impossible to detach. That's just drugs. It's you don't, impossible yo, to detach. So you give my kid that, you're not eat, my kid is not eating that. That's just drugs. I don't know you. So, I mean, the amount of paper that I consumed back in the day, it was, just, it was ridiculous. 
you did you probably had a lot of acid and you didn't even know. <laughs> number drop an acid at n- eight years old. Number two, the circus peanut, the peanuts, the, the peanut-shaped orange and marshmallow candies. These things are disgusting. Oh my god, disgusting! Thank you. First off, it's not in my top five, but thank first you. First off, they're banana flavored. They don't even taste like peanuts. So the flavor is off. Well, they're o- well. Wait a minute. The, are you you're talking the orange circus peanuts, right? Yeah. They taste. They're not they're, orange. They they're are not peanuts. I, I, but I'm yeah. saying they don't taste like oranges. They don't taste no. like peanuts. It's they, banana they just taste flavored. Bad. They just taste bad. It throws because it throws you yeah. off. It, I had a science teacher who told me. Pierno, I had a science teacher who told me a long time ago, if it looks good and smells good, you'll eat it. Yeah, but and it, it throws it doesn't off even, your it, senses. But it doesn't even, no, I don't think it even looks good. When I think of these things, I just think old, stale, cheap. Like, that's what I think of when old, I think stale, of cheap. the circus. Yeah. And just anything, and just a marshmallow, and, and, mar, and just anything with the marshmallow. When I was a kid, I used to love marshmallows. But I just think it's, I, I think it would taste good if they were, yellow in color because then it would taste like bananas but then i would just go well then just make them bananas don't make them yeah peanuts just call them circus Terrible. circus but no Terrible. one knows the difference no one cares that's what i just make them little mini marshmallow bananas i think that'd be better all right because yeah my wife my wife at times like there's been times like you know you eat out whatever and she wants she wants one one fast food and i wanted another and if i smell the other fast food it will throw me off what i'm eating and I think it's the same thing when it comes to circus peanuts. If, if you are th- if you are confused, you're not going to like what you're eating. Go ahead. Number one, I got this at one point. I did okay. receive a toothbrush. I received a toothbrush when I went trick or treating. First off, again, it's Halloween, people. All right, you give out candy on Halloween, and people eat candy. First, everyone owns a toothbrush already. That's number one. And as long as you're already practiced good oral hygiene, the extra candy isn't going to change anything as far as the teeth go. And the kids who don't practice good oral hygiene, a toothbrush isn't going to change anything either. So it's not not changing any brushing habits by you handing that out. Also, you're just going to disappoint the kids. And the good possibility maybe you get your house egged for it as well. So at that point, just turn off the lights, pretend you're not home, even my dentist back in the day didn't try to pull that crap on me. Unless, Don't hand out the toothbrush. Hold off on your agendas for one evening, please. You better toothbrush say, number one. If you give out, if you give out toothbrushes, real quick, over your top five again, real quick. All right. So the the raisins number five, coins number four, the candy buttons number three, the circus peanuts number two, the toothbrush number one. See, I didn't even know people gave out toothbrushes. This is something new to me. And the person tweeting at it says, well, it, they were, my neighbor was a dentist. All right, you better have a giant sign out there that says I'm a dentist if you're going to give out toothbrushes. And even then, you know what? I'm gonna, As the father walking my son around the neighborhood, I'm going to take it as a disrespect. You're giving my son a toothbrush. I can provide my own toothbrushes for my own children. And I, and I hate it. I hate when Liz makes me help, help them brush their teeth because it just sucks. It's disgusting. Small kids trying to brush their teeth is the worst. I know they got to do it, and I try to help them out. It's, just, it's a horrible situation. I don't need it encouraged any more than what I already encourage it. I'm the father around here. I'll provide the toothbrushes, and I will make him brush his teeth. Don't you be sticking your nose into my business as a father, okay? You hand me a toothbrush, I'm just going to turn everything else to you because you might as well just raise the children. 
you go ahead and raise my sons. I'll give you all his bills. I'll give you all the, you, you can provide his food. You can do the whole thing. You raise my kids now. If you think you're such a better parent, handing out toothbrushes. The set of pills on a person to give out toothbrushes on trick-or-treat <laughs> is appalling. Appalling. You're against the spirit of a holiday. You're against me as a parent. And yes, you you know what? You deserve your house aid. How about that? Boom, take it. Take it. You deserve it. Or or put the Jolly Ranchers on the car or fork the yard or whatever you got to do. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Toothbrushes? Just better yet, don't do the dentist sign. Just get out a sign that says egg my house. Here's a, here's a dozen eggs. You guys go ahead and throw them. You might as well do it. What an ass. I mean, you really—if you give out—if you give out toothbrushes, you really are the neighborhood a-hole. All right, that's what you are. I cannot believe this—that they're, they're toothbrushes given out. Okay, I got to do my top five. Uh, number five, <laughs> suckers. I hate suckers. I hated them then. I hate them now. I don't like suckers. Number four, my parents gave out now and later's, and I hated it. I hated now and later's. Yeah, you're probably surprised there, aren't you? Starburst is one thing. Now and later is my parents. Kids love them. I go, no, they don't. No, they don't. I hate these. They probably bought them because they knew I wouldn't eat them because, you know, I'm a fatty. Uh, number three, popcorn balls. Popcorn balls are pointless. Number two, pennies. I have a theory about pennies where I've taken pennies to the bank, like in a jar, and they go, we can't do that. What do you mean they I can't go, do, do that? They, they couldn't change it. I think that Coinstar is owned by big banks. And they make you go to Coinstar and put your change through there, and then they take that percentage because they they have the machine for you. I went to a bank. They said they couldn't do it. They go, we don't have the machine for it. I go, you're a bank. You don't have the machine for that? You don't do this? It was very awkward. Pennies are number two, number one, candy corn. If I want to eat candles, I'll go eat a candle. And plus, you never see them like, wrapped in little bags. Maybe you do, and I just don't pay attention because I'm not going to pay attention to freaking candy corn. Uh, but usually they're in a bowl. People's hands have been in there, or they're untouched because people hate candy. Yeah, corn. no, no loose candy. No loose yeah, candy. That's no, another no, thing. That's no stuff. loose candy, especially now. Keep your filthy yeah. paws off my kids' food. Ugh. I love Halloween, but man, trick or treat can be downright disgusting with a couple of those things. Uh, I left whoppers and milk duds off the board. I don't like those. Apples are a whatever. Uh, another thing I was considering. Do you remember yeah. um, the uh, like the Coke bottles, the wax Coke bottles? No. First of all, anything that with wax in the name is a no go. But yeah, you you would have to like bite, you would bite off the tip and then like squirt the juice in your mouth. It was, it was in the shape of a Coke bottle. But again, Ugh. yeah, disgust, disgusting. Ugh, Black gross. licorice, disgusting. Yeah, I agree with you there. Okay, well, that's a fantastic top five. You you've been knocking it out of the park lately, man. You've been doing great, Pierno. Let me kiss your ass for all of America. You've been doing a fantastic <laughs> job. We'll post that up there on Twitter coming up soon. Coming up in just over an hour, Mike Sando going to join us ESPN. What should happen to the Titans? Some of the league executives have been talking. Some of the executives from different teams around the league. The Hens are a-clucking about the Tennessee Titans. But up next, we got the Red River rivalry coming up in just about a half an hour. Dennis Dodd will preview it with us. The Dodd father from CBS Sports. He joins us next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Oh, a couple of big ones today. We got the Red River rivalry. We got Miami taking on Clemson at Death Valley. Mizzou 
versus number 17, LSU. It's all coming up today in a preview this week. And for the rest of the college football season, we go to the hotline with one of our very favorite guests, one of the very best in college football to cover the great sport of college football, at Dennis Dodd CBS on Twitter. It's the Doddfather, Dennis Dodd. Hello, Dennis. Ken, how are you? Great I'm doing to watch football. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! It, my goodness gracious! It certainly is. Can I? Can I? Can I say something real quick? I saw your tweet about rice football. I didn't realize on the. Uh, this is from a couple of days ago. I didn't realize on their equipment truck it actually says "Home of the Intellectual." Like <laughs> I didn't I, even notice that. Yeah, I, I. It says it says like rice football, the home of the intellectual. Like, yeah, I, I get it, but you're gonna work for us someday. Like, it's it's it, that's exactly. what it kind of it's Their AD, their AD is from Stanford. That ought to tell you all you oh, need to know. Man, congratulations on all their success. My goodness, and, and their coach, by the way, I forgot about that. Their head coach is from Stanford. Well, I mean, blue bloods. That's a great yep. lineage. That yep. is a great, great lineage. All right, for today with the uh, Red River rivalry, hey, if Lincoln Riley loses, like I, coaches seem to get a lifetime at Oklahoma. They really do. They're for for as crazy as they are, they give everybody. And Lincoln Riley wouldn't be going anywhere. I, I'm not even gonna. That's stupid to ask. But Tom Herman, on the other hand, there's this this growing sentiment that maybe Tom Herman, maybe it's because that some fans find him unlikable in some way, that that it could be putting him on the hot seat. If Texas loses today, is Tom Herman really on the hot seat? Oh, yeah. He was on the hot seat before this season started. I mean, Ooh, going, going into year four and watching Oklahoma win five straight Big 12 titles and go to three straight college football playoffs, absolutely. This, he, was, he was you know, hired at Texas to do just that. It looked like they turned the corner in 2018, beating Oklahoma and Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. And there was a relapse last year. They were young. They were terrible on defense. Um, and they were they gave up a lot of points and lost to Oklahoma again. So that was a that was a bad year. Um, and so yeah, going into year four, and now they lose this game to TCU last week. Yeah, this is if if the question is who's in the most trouble after this if they lose, it's definitely Tom Herman. See, because I I got to tell you, I saw him up close and personal at Ohio State when he was still at Ohio State. And when he got to Houston, he was there for that short time. I mean, I thought I'd see him on the cover of Sports Illustrated like Paul Bryant, a super coach. And it's it hasn't gone. What has been the disconnect with Houston? I know you mentioned the youth, but it, it, what has been the problem? Or what's been the problem there with Texas and Tom Herman? Well, I still think it's there. I still think the possibility is there. It's just that we live in a day and age where well, year four, you know, there's no patience um, in programs like this. He, he, I think he's a really good coach. I was with him uh, intimately at Ohio State and Houston behind the scenes. I saw how he coached the team. He's recruiting at an incredibly high level. Um, defensively, there's still problems. I think we know what uh, Sam Ellinger's ceiling is. Even if he wins today, we know Sam Ellinger is, you know, can get them, when everything is firing, can get them to a New Year's Six Bowl. But again, it's not about New Year's Six Bowls for Texas right now. It's about getting to the gosh darn playoffs. Yeah. doesn't look like they're going to get to it this year. Um, in a highly competitive Big 12, they have to get by today. But I just think, you know, I think there's patience. I think, he, I think there's still a possibility that, that he can be that guy. The problem is, you know, Lincoln Riley's damn good, even though they're one and two. You know, bad start. Uh, last place in the Big 12. He's that guy who's already proved it so far. 
what has been with the big tw- – some people wanted to talk trash about it and go, well, yeah, maybe they're not that great. And go, well, maybe they're, maybe they're more competitive. I, it's been a weird year. I, I know that Iowa State had that loss to Louisiana and, K- and Kansas State lost to Arkansas State, which is certainly neither of those programs are bad. Uh, what has been the story of the Big 12 then this year? Well, they had to get over, um, you know, the first week was horrible with the three losses to Sunbelt teams. But, look, Kansas State has rehabilitated itself and proven itself pretty good. They may have to go with a backup quarterback today and a true freshman, Will Howard. is a heck of a coach. In fact, in year, let's see, year two this week, it was announced that he had gotten a six-year extension for whatever it was, I think $22 million plus, I don't know, but... Yeah, that, that's what it'll get you, and that's how you need to be proactive when you've beaten Oklahoma twice in a row, and he has. Um, it's the same league. It's still defensively challenged, but I would say up until right up until recent years, the, the SEC was offensively challenged until Nick Saban listened to, to Lane Kiffin and went to the spread and adopted more air raid concepts. That league was like that. In fact, I compare Georgia right now to the 2009 version of Alabama. They have a game manager at quarterback. They run the ball fairly well, and their defense is great. It's not great on the eyes, but it may win you a championship. But that's just the culture. I can't explain, and I've asked this question for years, Ken, why the Big 12 can't get serviceable defensive tackles or defensive ends. Most of them, are the best ones, are grown and raised in the southeastern part of the country. It's just like soccer players are great in Brazil and hockey players are great in Canada. All, Almost all the great defensive tackles and ends are in the southeast. Well, what's in the southeast? The SEC. So maybe they're all gone when the Big 12 comes along. Dennis Dodd joining us on the show. Follow him on Twitter, at Dennis Dodd at CBS. I love what you say about K-State right there as well, because I was worried after – you know, because Bill Snyder can't coach there forever, and I was worried because last time they tried Ron Prince, and that ended up pretty poor. And uh, now with Chris Kleiman, it seems to be probably going in a good direction. That's uh, he's handed it off to good hands right there. And I know that they're 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 different at K State, but I'm, I'm encouraged by Kleiman. I want to ask you though, first off, well, who do you who do you think wins today with the Red River rivalry? Is it is it Oklahoma or is it a uh, is it Texas to you? I picked Oklahoma, but that was before it was announced a short while ago that. Um, Oklahoma's uh, number one rusher, Sam McGowan, is out with an injury. I think it was a head injury, uh, concussion or something like that. So that's going to hurt. I mean, it, they had already gone into the season, and this is one of the reasons why they're one and two, without Kennedy Brooks, their leading rusher, who is, I think, a, an NFL talent, um, uh, who opted out. So they, they were behind the eight ball going into the season, and now they've got I, – I don't know who they're going to line up there at tailback against Texas. I mean, you got to have somebody who can balance out the offense. Spencer Rattler is, is frankly rattled right now. You know, he started 36 of 45 uh, this season in the first two games, and then down the stretch against K State, he went five for 13, and they collapsed. Here's Spencer Rattler at the moment. He leads the Big 12 in both passing yards and interceptions. So, which one's going to show up today? I feel weird, really harshly criticizing college football players and I'm sure you feel the same I know that he's hey I know he's on the QB1 show he's a high profile guy but I just find it really weird if I'm like ah Spencer Rattler this and that I'm like no 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 he's an amateur and he's following Mayfield Murray Hurts at some point I I think what you're seeing here is maybe that there is going to be too much pressure on somebody and it could very well be here on Spencer Rattler Dennis yeah, I mean, at some point, you're right. An Oklahoma quarterback is not going to be a Heisman finalist. 
or win the Heisman, you know, or yeah. win the Big 12. And, you know, Spencer Rattler in his redshirt freshman year threw seven passes. Now he's come back and he's thrown whatever it is, three or four now to lead the Big 12, and maybe he needs some seasoning. And, or, or maybe he just explodes today. We don't know. But you're right, not all these guys. He came highly recommended, obviously. Five-star talent out of the state of Arizona. You mentioned the QB1 thing. Um, he's, his, his, uh, his social media value, Ken, if he was allowed to, to earn it now with name, image, and likeness, would be worth over $800,000 this year. So maybe the story is that his game has to outpace all the hype right now. Gosh, and, and I'm so used to doing that for NFL quarterbacks, Dennis. Like, yeah. I'm used to doing it. That I, I feel weird doing it with college guys. Miami at Clemson tonight. I want to buy in. I like. I think college football is more fun for me. I was a kid the first time around for, for the Canes, and so it's always more fun for me. I find them to be the Ric Flair of college football. When they're good, it, it makes it a better landscape. I want to buy in. It's just like, hey, you're going to Clemson, and I think this – for whatever reason, I'm starting to think this thing will get out of control early. I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I, I re- I'm with you. I really like Miami right now. But I really like a lot of teams. But when they play Clemson, you know, the 14-point spread is about right. You know, I, I think Miami will make it competitive for a while. But um, they'll pull away because they always do, and they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, in the ACC, and maybe that's what tonight's about. If, if Miami plays close or wins outright, then you know maybe we can't say that anymore. But I look at my, Miami's got dudes. They have team speed. Uh, Cameron Harris is, is a speedster at running back. Derek King is a difference maker at quarterback. But I just match these guys up. You know, Trevor Lawrence versus Derek King. As good as Derek King is, Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown an interception in a year. 314 passes, third all-time in the ACC. Besides everything else he's accomplished, um, Cameron Harris, great runner. Travis Etienne, I'll tell you what, he, he might be on top of my Heisman list right now. The things he does as a pass catcher, as a runner, as a blocker, you just have to appreciate what he does. And, and staying, I, no one still answered the question why he stayed for this year, and it just looks doubly questionable through this pandemic but gosh does it Clemson um Clemson profit through this so I just think they've got too many weapons um you know uh, Miami's much better defensively than they have been but we've been here before they started what was it nine or ten and oh in 2017 and lost their final three and one of those was 38 to three in the ACC championship game to Clemson maybe that's the measuring stick right now can they get closer Four programs have done exceedingly well from the state of Florida during my lifetime. I throw UCF in there. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Fine. Uh, the only team I think that really doesn't have an excuse to do exceedingly well every year is Miami because of how they can recruit in that area, which is just so rich with talent. Now, I know other teams have something to say about that. But my question is about FSU because I think it can be a lot tougher than people realize to recruit at a place like FSU. How long is it going to take for them to get back up and all right? Because, it, boy, I – yeah, this is. I can't believe I've ever seen anything like this with FSU, buddy. Yeah, it's it's really bad. I mean, it's back to three Bobby Bowden mid seventies level right now. Um, and even then, I'm trying to remember uh, within his first five years uh, in 1981, they played on the road in the same season: Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, some others, uh, Pittsburgh, it, it, all on the road and went six and five, one of the better achievements in a college football team ever. 
uh, doing that. But the talent is down. Um, obviously, they switched coaches twice. They've had COVID. Uh, you know, Willie Taggart was a disaster for some reason until they get the, the offensive line fixed. And that's what I'll be watching tonight against Notre Dame. They don't have a chance. And I, I can't explain why that's happened. They've had injuries where they've gone into games where they just have a handful of, you know, healthy uh, scholarship offensive linemen. Until you get that fixed, you can't do anything. And they, that's why they look so bogged down on offense. Uh, Miami's gotten it right for now. Um, we know about Florida. We know about UCF. You know, where is Florida State's place in there? And it's not, not very high right now. Dennis, I can't thank you enough for the time. All the best. Enjoy the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again soon. All right, Ken. Thanks so much. Thank you. The Dodd father, Dennis Dodd. Dennis Dodd, CBS on Twitter, one of the best. All four of those programs, I throw UCF in. I mean, if you're a kid from from Florida right now where the speed is better than anywhere else you're going to find, I know people from Georgia and maybe some California kids might say different, but the speed is probably better than anywhere else you're going to find. Where are you going? UCF's a blast. Those guys are having a blast. I know they took one on the chin. It's a fun school. Florida looks like they're back on the way up with Dan Mullen. Miami, we hold our breath. We think they're back up on the way. Florida State, all of a sudden it seems like it's an outpost. 855-2124-CBS. One hour from now, Mike Sando will join us on the show. Up next, you'll say what I think you're going to say about ratings, but I think sports is cannibalizing itself. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.